Lots of new yoga teachers get themselves to teach classes, although they don't feel ready. But how is that even possible? If your feelings are the driving force behind your actions, and doubt and worry tend to hold you back from doing what you love to do. There is a simple yet shocking answer I will share with you today, and I'll also show you how to gauge if you're operating from lack and how to cultivate an abundance mindset instead. Welcome to Teaching Yoga with Ease, episode 23. My name is Patrick, and in this podcast, I share stories, tips, and tools to help you thrive as a yoga teacher. You learn how to align your body, mind, and soul, and teach without stress or worry, so you can keep inspiring your students every day. Let's share this amazing gift of yoga with the world. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today will be a quick one because I'm currently attending an advanced yoga teacher training and we have a very tight schedule. It begins at 6 a.m. in the morning and it ends at 10 p.m. with very limited break times and I need these breaks so badly because yeah, 11 hours of input and practice per day is super challenging. At the same time, it's also so interesting. I mostly refresh my anatomy knowledge We discuss modifications of asanas and sequences, especially for people with limitations. So before we have a look at today's topic, which is abundance and cultivating an abundance mindset, I want to share an experience with you that I just had in this training program. As part of our training, we also attend yoga classes. It's not all workshop style, but we are students in regular classes as well, practicing yoga on the mat. And yesterday I attended a class of a newer yoga teacher. She didn't tell us in the beginning of her class, but going there with a little experience, you could have easily guessed that this was one of her first classes. It was very obvious. So she didn't tell us, but she didn't pretend to be an advanced yoga teacher either. She just taught us what she knew. And during this class, and especially afterward, I could feel all the students being so supportive of her. And two women next to me even applauded her at the end and told her that she taught a very beautiful class. We knew, or let's say most of us attendees saw that this was one of her first classes. But instead of being super critical and expecting a pro to teach us, we were supportive. We appreciated the things she did well and we didn't care so much about all the tiny details that were not perfect. And I want you to remember this story. Every time you teach a class and you're worried your students might look at you with magnifying class and you're afraid they might keep judging your performance the whole time, if you are honest and you show up as the real beautiful you that you are, your students will encourage and support you. They will cheer you on they will see your best parts, not your worst. They want you to succeed because first, that's human to be supportive of others. And second, that's also human. There's something in there for them too. A great yoga class. Your students are friendly and supportive. Never forget that. Okay, so let's go to our main topic for today. And I, I want to preface this by sharing with you that Although I often address topics like teaching your very first class, I have hardly 
any clients who have never taught a single class when they come to coach with me. Those people usually do not attend coaching at all because they know once they start working on their beliefs and judgments, they will outgrow those. And then there's no way around teaching anymore. They have to leave their comfort zone so they don't come. But I do have many coaches who already taught classes. And these are people who get themselves to teach although they don't feel like doing it. And this is interesting, right? The first group I mentioned, they relate to the classic mindset coaching model I share in almost every episode of this podcast with you. And the classic mindset coaching model, which is in its foundation very close to cognitive behavioral therapy, it goes like this. You have a certain belief about teaching or about your abilities in your mind, and this belief sparks an emotion which provides you with the energy you act or do not act from. Let's say your belief is that you're not experienced enough to teach a yoga class. The corresponding emotion will be something like you feel incapable, maybe anxious, worried or disappointed. And this kind of emotional energy has you postpone teaching, not ask a studio for teaching opportunities, cancel classes in case you already agreed on them and so on. That's the classic model, the classic mindset coaching model. Those are the people who will never start teaching and who will probably never ask for coaching because their current belief of lack is so strong and their emotional energy holds them back from even asking for help. The second group, most of my clients to date, taught a few classes already. Although they have been believing that they lack experience, and although they have been feeling incapable, some of them still have those thoughts and feelings. But if mindset coaching teaches coherence of thoughts and feelings and actions, and our emotional energy like worry or disappointment holds us back from taking action, how did they overcome that? How the hell did they teach classes although they felt terrible before? And there's a simple yet shocking answer. They did it because they forced themselves to do it. They suppressed their thoughts, they shoved away their feelings long enough to be able to teach that class. And this is something we learn pretty well as human beings in this day and age, right? To disregard our thoughts and feelings and do things no matter what. Now, you, you may argue with me that this is sometimes needed. We cannot always hide and seek comfort. We need to, at times, we need to apply a bit of pressure and do something that seems uncomfortable so we can grow. And you're right, when we're talking about discipline, that's also something the Yoga Sutras teach us. We need a certain amount of abhyasa, which translates to something like effort or discipline. We need this abhyasa, this effort, to not let our thoughts and feelings run wild, but act consciously and deliberately. But, and that's today's topic, you can apply that effort and discipline from two different kinds of mindset. The first one is lack. And when you are in a lack mindset, you have to force yourself to do things that feel challenging. And the experience will be awful and you might even build up internal pressure that makes things worse in the future. Until one day you quit teaching or you face burnout or whatever. Second one, second mindset is abundance. When you are in an abundance mindset, you know you're okay just as you are. 
and you have more than enough strength and abilities to teach yoga classes. You can apply discipline and gently nudge yourself to do things that feel challenging, always allowing for all the thoughts and feelings to be there, but not hold you back. Now let's see what these two different kinds of mindset can look like for teaching yoga classes. Teaching a yoga class from lack starts with thinking about this class as a burden. Oh my God, I have to teach that class later today. Oh, I really don't feel like teaching. Why did I agree to do this in the first place? It will feel stressful and hard and not at all like the amazing life of a yoga teacher you once pictured when you embarked on this journey. And maybe that's at least what my coaches tell me. Maybe you feel the need to pull through to do this now because it's the next logical step after yoga teacher training. And you want to prove to yourself that you can do it. Maybe you want to prove it to your spouse or to your best friend that teaching yoga is not just a craze, but your new career, your dharma, your purpose. The resulting class will be a bit stiff and inflexible. You will stick to your plan and push through with it, although there is a need to deviate from it a little. You might appear to yourself and to your students like someone taking on a robe, wearing a mask. It works, but it won't be very authentic. Teaching a yoga class from abundance is quite the opposite. It starts with thinking about your class as an opportunity. I'm doing this now. This will be fun. I'll give it my best and serve those students. I'm getting better with each class I teach. So cool. I can try everything I learned so far. And you might still be a little nervous, but you will also feel energized, excited, curious, open for what's going to happen. And this emotional energy allows you to be spontaneous, to see what your students need and provide it. You will be able to deviate from your original plan and it will feel natural, not as something you deliberately think about. And of course, you will be the real you with all your greatness and all the small mistakes you make. Just human. So now you know how you can tell whether you're in a lag mindset or in an abundance mindset. And it's a completely different teaching experience. And when you find yourself in lack, hey, that's okay. That's just where we are at the moment. And that's good to know, right? So we can work on it. From here, we can slowly go toward abundance. But caution, you don't want to make the same mistake here and forcefully push yourself, force your mind to abundance. Please don't ever use mindset work, mindset coaching against what's showing up for you. It will backfire in the long run. For example, by building up emotional pressure inside of you, which requires a lot of energy you don't have available for other things. And one day you won't be able to maintain that pressure anymore. Only use mindset work, mindset coaching to recognize what's there, to become conscious and to grow gently from there. Getting yourself to an abundance mindset is a rather subtle mindset shift. It is a shift in your focus. And the basic idea is that abundance is already there. You just have to look at it. A lack mindset, looking at things from lack, means seeing all the things you don't know yet, all the asanas you cannot fully do yourself, fearing your students' gaze, their constant judgment of your performance. 
an abundance mindset, looking at things from abundance, means seeing all the things that are already there, all the things you learned, all the things you know, appreciating the opportunity to teach yoga classes, being grateful for these amazing people who showed up to your class, and so on. It might be hard at first, especially when your brain is used to be in lack mode, but it is something you can definitely learn. You just have to practice it over and over again. So each time you catch yourself counting your flaws, that's okay, you can count your flaws, but also look at your assets. Each time you put yourself down after yoga class, notice that this is lack-based thinking. It's a part of you and there's also a part of you that is able to see what went well. If that's you, by the way, I highly recommend listening to episode 9 of this podcast where I share a framework for evaluating your yoga classes so that it motivates you to keep going. Okay, I said it will be a quick one today, so let me quickly recap. A certain amount of discipline and effort is needed to evolve your teaching, but you want to make sure to never brutally force yourself. It will backfire in the long run. You can teach yoga from both a lack-based mindset, where you only see what you lack, or from an abundance-based mindset, where you draw attention to the things that go well. And when you find yourself in lack-based thinking, don't force yourself to only see the good. There is room for both. Both is part of you, and you will only grow in a sustainable way when you nudge yourself gently, instead of applying pressure. That's what I want to leave you with today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy it all worked out this week with me attending this intensive training program and producing a podcast episode for you. And as usual, if you like it, please subscribe to the podcast, share it with your teacher friends. Have an amazing day. Have great classes this week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.